welcome back to the show. I'm Joe, Jen's here, Ben's here, and our guest today is Christian Yordanov. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. All right, cool. Perfectly. So uh, introduce yourself to the listeners and uh, what you like to talk about, because you sent me an email I was looking over earlier, and uh, it looks like pretty interesting stuff. So what's your uh, what's your area of expertise? <clears throat> I have no area of expertise, but... <laughs> me either. But, uh, Fair enough. That- First of all, great to, to meet you guys. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast uh, over the last couple of days. Love love what you're all about. And um, it will definitely be added to my circulation of podcasts for sure. Oh, nice. Uh, in fact, I was just listening to you guys talk about NPCs and simulation stuff. That's an area that, God, I, I love. I love just listening to stuff about that. Anyway, Christian Yordanov. Uh, I'm into, I suppose, at, at the moment, into health stuff the most. I wrote a book on autism uh, three years ago, and I'm I'm I do basically I, I work with uh, kids and older folks uh, as a health consultant. I specialize kind of in detoxification, you know, just reversing chronic health issues. This is kind of my jam. It's what I love to talk about. Uh, I'm lately I, I've just am putting the finishing touches on a project that has to do all about detoxification reducing toxic exposure. So this is my thing. Children's health, obviously, the next generation, um, equipping the parents of today to have healthy babies and then, you know, setting up the next generation for success. I think that's kind of one of my sort of biggest areas of uh, research. So that's a little bit about me. Nice. Uh, That's uh, interesting. We just got off the phone, actually, with our friend Natasha that she doesn't like to say she cured herself of autism, but she made huge uh, milestones, I guess, with it. Figured so, She figured something out to the point where you wouldn't even know she has autism, like, at all. She, I don't want to say she seems like a normal person because none of us are normal, but you know what I mean. So how, how does uh, your research go into kind of that? Because I know you said the kind of the early childhood autism thing. Like, how do you approach that? Well, so in, the, in my book... Uh, by the way, I thought I sent you a copy of my book. I, if I haven't, forgive me, I'll send you a PDF copy in case you're interested Um, just to peruse it. But so in, in my book, uh, I talk at length about um, the fact that most, I, I dare say most of these kids that are labeled as autistic or on the spectrum have a myriad of underlying health issues hidden metabolic imbalances, physiological imbalances, you know, gut dysfunction, immune system dysregulation, infections. Uh, Some kids have, you know, autoimmune antibodies that have been detected in research. Food sensitivities galore, nutrient deficiencies out the wazoo, uh, nutrient imbalances, heavy metal and chemical toxicity, and I could go on and on. There's probably several other things that I just, you know, uh, there's no need to belabor the point. The fact is that's very, very clear in the research. And it's a travesty that doctors are, are not, uh, you know, as aware as they should be of these things. So they're not looking for them when the parents go to the doctors with, with the kids. And it's a travesty that the parents are not being properly educated about these things. So they learn to to look out for these things and learn how to test for them and address them with diet, supplementation, lifestyle, changes in the family, things like organic diet, you know, all these things that seem like such little things, but 
they they like some kids you just put them on a, on an organic diet and like they're just a, a a whole swath of symptoms will disappear you know sleep problems behavior anger outbursts anxiety just from putting them on a on a freaking uh better diet you know so that's what that was my goal with the book to educate parents about that that's awesome. So I used to work with kids with autism. We did play-based wow. learning and I would support the family through right around when they turned three, they did the ADOS with the little kids to see if they actually tested. I mean, it, there's no real test. It's a play-based test that the doctor does as well to diagnose autism. But a lot of the families that I worked with were hip to the organic diet. They would ask me questions like, hey, what do you think about vaccines? And at the time I didn't, this was 2018, 2019. I didn't know or have an, a real opinion, but they were like, my kid was totally fine until they got their DTAP or, hey, I started this organic diet with my kiddo and um, and we're doing heavy metal detoxification and they seem to be improving. So I found a lot of parents that they did their own research, maybe because it was their child and they were, you know, just super concerned and wanted to fix them, for lack of a better word. Do you ever, do you ever see that where parents are, they're already kind of interested in it a little bit or are they just clueless? All right, we're back. We had some technical issues with the audio. Welcome to the show again. Uh, so <laughs> let's let's pick back up where we left off. I could barely hear you in that last like minute or so. So I guess just kind of recap. <laughs> he was talking about parents and being aware of the, the diet issues with kiddos oh, yeah. and autoimmune yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I I feel like we still have a lot of educating to do with the parents because I I honestly I I think. It has to do a lot. Also, there's a lot of shame and so, sort of unproductive emotions that parents have. That there's a lot of stigma. I think a lot. Of, honestly, I think a lot of dads kind of see it as a negative thing about them or something like that. So they try to. They almost ignore the problem, which is it never helps. You know. Yeah. Um, so we've got a we've got a long ways to to go in terms of educating parents. But when you think about it, it's like that with everything else, isn't it? Like yeah. vaccines, uh, the dangers of vaccines, you know, like we, I don't know, in the States, it's like 95% of kids are fully vaccinated. So that, okay, we've got a long way to go there. And it's all, all the other things, depression. We've had depression for, for decades. People are still getting put on, on an SSRI as like a first sort of intervention where we know that this, like these doctors don't even check kind of neurotransmitter levels, proxy markers for neurotransmitters, like basic things you can run with a urine test nowadays. So there's like the whole thing is a big sort of mess that God knows if we're if we're ever, not to sound too negative here, if we're ever <laughs> going to like actually uh, reverse the trend in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's yeah. hard though, the way the system is, it's just already set up that way. To undo all of that would take years and years and years. And I've heard too, things like just drinking more water, drinking enough water for your body can help depression. Taking magnesium, taking certain little supplements that doctors aren't even, they're not even asking those questions. Like, hey, what do you drink all day? Is it Dr. Pepper or is it water? You know? Yeah. And I love what you said, how it's a travesty that doctors aren't really, you know, trained to focus on diet, which is probably the first thing they should be looking at when someone comes in, they come in and somebody says, Oh, I, I'm depressed. And I, blah, blah, whatever it is. And they go, Oh yeah, here's a pill. 
And they do that for everything. Well, it's not just depression or autism or anything else. It's they're they're symptom treaters instead of you know going to a holistic doctor that's like, yeah. oh, you're drinking a two liter of soda every day. Maybe just start there. Don't do that anymore. Maybe Joe, stop eating McDonald's yeah. for breakfast. You know, you you just touched on one of the two things that I was going to say, which was th they don't care what the cause is. They're eliminating the symptoms, and then when you have more symptoms pop up, they give you an additional pill for the symptoms. My other thing is, is I don't think that there's an undoing it from ignorance. I think that this is exactly what Jen no, it's said. how they're it's trained. Set, well, it's set up that way because it's the cash cow. The more symptoms that, that they can create without you going to them, then the more money they make when you do come to them. And I think that but that's I don't exactly think doctors what mean it's set it, up though. for. I think I a lot think of them they... do. Really? I think a lot of, yes, because it makes them. I think they're them, trained it, that way. When they, are, when they are endorsed by a particular company and they sure. know that writing a prescription for that company is going to make them a shitload of money on a cash commission, they're going to try to be looking for the... That means that if you come in with a symptom that isn't even kind of really matching one that matches the medication, they're going to talk you into it matching that so they can give you that medication. Well, like, yeah, yeah, and there's a reason that they... And it's evil genius. There's a reason there's is. Uh, uh, pharmaceutical commercials that say, ask your doctor about this. <laughs> When's the right. last time you went to the doctor and was like, you know, I saw an ad for Latuda. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Is that right for me? And he's like, hang on, let me look at the price sheet. Yep, that is perfect. You, you are right in there. The pharmaceutical Ooh. reps go in and they bring tons of food. They'll pay for lunch and they'll yeah. just supply this doctor's office and just sell them on a product. I, I remember that used to happen in my previous Yeah, no, and the, the more evil thing is that, like Ben was saying, the more symptoms, the more money they make. And the problem is that the more drugs they give you the more symptoms you get that's why old people are on fucking 80 medications a day they're like oh i'm taking this one for my heart but that caused this so now i gotta take this for that and then i gotta take a blood pressure medication because that other drug made this happen it's remember retarded. that happened to one of our friends she was on maybe like a birth control pill or something for something it gave her high blood pressure so they gave her a blood thinner or something like that but then it made her blood pressure too low so Ugh. then they had to give her another medication right and then she just stopped taking all of it and guess what she was totally fine. Yeah, and, well, then, and then because of that, then she gets the diarrhea or something. So you got to take a um, emodium or something for that. And then, and then oh, you're that too actually, blocked up. Right, yeah, then it blocks you up. So you got to take a laxative. It's fucking stupid. You know, okay, you know what that <laughs> reminds me of? It reminds me of that um, Simps Simpsons episode when Mr. Burns goes to the doctor and the doctor tells him, Mr. Burns, you have everything. You have everything, every disease, but and then he, he uses the dose trying to push through the doorway. It's like, but somehow it, they have all these diseases have, a, uh, let, allow me to demonstrate, they have achieved an equilibrium. And so he's like, oh, so you're saying I'm indestructible. Oh, no, no, no. Even the slightest breeze, I'm indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, to give you credence to what you said, you, I, I think that initially doctors don't go in thinking this is a high market value kind of industry. I think that you're right there. But I think that before they hit residency, they have been incentivized by those same reps for so long that now they are geared towards looking for the cure in writing those prescriptions. So yes, I don't, I, I think in a way, I don't think that they are purposely trying to harm people. But I think that the way that, again, that it's set up is that they have been incentivized so much that, look, you're doing a, a, a double good. You're finding what's wrong with them and you're making yourself money. That's there, There's no better world. And so they walk into it going, I'm helping people and I'm making a shitload of money for it. Well, then I need to give you all the shit.
And then they're burdened with crippling student loan debt as well. I mean, exactly. I've seen doctors that's that have like 400 racket. grand. That's the back end incentive. To pay <laughs> yeah. off that too. I mean, not just mm -hmm. making good money is paying off mm -hmm. that debt that they got themselves in in the first place. Yeah. And I'm not, it always sounds like we're just ragging on doctors. And to be fair, I don't fucking trust doctors. I don't go to them. I trust I, old yeah. doctors. I trust what, what old I, doctors that, that were able to pay off their debts before college was such a racketeer. And they were actually doing more homeopathic stuff. Like, for instance, Dr. Brooks that we went to as kids, phenomenal doctor. There, in my opinion, I think that a lot of those older doctors that aren't that aren't getting into the industry since I would say the 80s or 90s, I, those guys, I would actually be more inclined to trust. There's a reason why a lot of older doctors, they get out of uh, an actual practice that is under an umbrella and they go into private and they're like, we will take no insurance. We're just here to try to treat whatever the fuck it is. And if if it means you can't take Tylenol or you can't afford an over the counter, that's fine. What can we do inside the doctor's office to try to alleviate at least the symptoms if we can't get to the cause and you have no money? Like there are a lot of those doctors. And that is one of the things that I do like about America is that you don't have to be a part of something in order to have customers and try to do good. But now, yeah, I would agree with you. Ninety percent of doctors I wouldn't trust. No, and I, I always say I'm not going to go to the doctor unless I have a limb hanging off my body. I trust them for that. Trauma doctors are great. They can sew your shit back on. They can stop the bleeding they and like do it. all that. When it comes to a systemic disease or something that is chronic or, you know, acid reflux, anything like that. No, cancer. I'm going to figure it out my fucking self because I don't trust you motherfuckers. You're going to give me a pill that's going to cause other problems and I'm good. I'll just stop eating whatever gives me acid reflux or, so you know. going back to autism though it is a shame like you were saying that doctors aren't looking at diet or any sort of metabolic issues because there is no pill for autism doctors can't prescribe shit so once they get diagnosed with autism at three or 35 or whenever they get diagnosed there's nothing they can do they can offer support and that's all they're like well here's some groups you can join the parents are left with nothing except for their own research. So books like yours are great to help people with maybe changing their kiddo's diet because the doctor certainly doesn't really do anything after that that diagnosis. Well, and it's really sad the way that, and sorry, we'll let you talk. We we get going on diet tracks so sometimes. Uh, it's really sad the way that they, you know, demonized holistic medicine and herbs and Chinese medicine and all that stuff. I love that shit. When, if there's an old ass Chinese dude that's like, here, take this herb, Hang on. My thing fell out. Take this herb and do do these exercises or, you know, stretch your legs or whatever the, you know, whatever particular problem you go. I'm going to try that first because I'm not putting right. extra chemicals in my body. I do plenty of that on my own. I don't need you to yeah. feed me more of them. <laughs> yeah, we get enough chemicals coming through the air, the, you know, contaminant. Even if you eat organic food, there's contamination. Even if you use organic products, um, just driving a car is like living in a city. We get enough exogenous chemicals that any of the garbage that they that's on offer there, you know. To be honest, a lot of a lot of supplements as well there are garbage with contaminants. Yeah. So even like with with my clients, I like I I oftentimes I the first thing I do is evaluate what people eat and what supplements they take, and I I usually half of the supplements are like no, just stop taking this. Like let, let's reevaluate. Let's see how you feel after a week you take these 10 things off. And because especially older folks, they're like reading here, reading there, like finding stuff out. And then they're like have a stack of things that and they'll be like sometimes they ask, how long have you been taking this one? Oh, 20 years. <laughs> it's like okay, why? Why? Um <laughs> and you have to know the form of supplements. Like the for example, 
like you you might buy a magnesium or calcium and like if you get cal calcium carbonate um well that's chalk that's freaking chalk or you can take some seashells and you can grind them down and you've got calcium carbonate that is not exactly bioavailable so you have to like with with the zinc zinc oxide um like stuff that they enrich flour with uh, you know there's certain things that are garbage very bio unavailable there's certain, certain things that are good and a lot of it's a lot of marketing out there with these supplements like i i got i've got one friend you know he's paying like uh uh uh, I don't know, like a hundred bucks a month to get this thing. It's like a new supplement. What is it called? Um, so there's NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide, and then nicotinamide riboside, which is just a derivative of vitamin B3. So I'm like, dude, you're taking this fancy ass supplement, nicotinamide mononucleotide with all the, like, the latest hype, the latest research that was done in fucking mice, in worms, in like really low level creatures um and but you don't even take a b complex it's like no dude i take a b complex like show me your b complex he said you know those centrum i'm sure you have them in the state centrum and it's oh, like yeah. one little pill and that's like everything you need in one Eight pill. Like thousand three hundred and thirty three percent of your daily value i'm like yeah dude i thought you were here i'm gonna be strangling <laughs> you i was strangling you dude that's garbage throw that out it, it's um it's crazy well, it's yeah, crazy. I mean, when I buy my Coke, I don't want it cut with flour. I want that no. pure shit. <laughs> of course. I want that <laughs> Colombian Bam well, Bam. We used to take a ton of supplements. Not that we don't take supplements anymore, but we changed the type of supplements that we get. Um, and I've also started to try to get things out of food. So yes. potassium, I had a potassium deficiency. I think I had like arrhythmia and high blood wow. pressure. And it was crazy. Like a couple of weeks ago, I don't know what it was from, but you can't really... You can buy a potassium supplement, but because yeah. of the effects it has on the heart, if you take too much, you will definitely die. So Ooh. they don't really offer it in high levels. So I just started researching and I started eating bananas all the time and drinking mm -hmm. orange juice. And it completely helped. Everything went away in like a week just from eating awesome. like leafy greens, bananas, orange juice. Instead of trying to pump myself full of all these different supplements, it is yeah. hard to find the food in an organic form. I yeah, tried to yeah. go to our local organic store and get them, but well, even, either way, I mean, it's I don't even trust taking a pill. I don't even trust organic anymore because it's so uh, not in the I don't states. want to say cor corporatized. I was about to say but, not in the states. There's a yeah, difference, and you can't grow bananas. I don't, I don't trust that for shit. And I've, we've said this before, and this is going to the extreme. But even the shit I grow in my garden, like I don't know if I, I it's pro definitely better than anything you'll get at the store. But the soil you're growing it in, if it's like Miracle Grow. That all, has all kinds of shit in it, and that's going straight right. into your food. And so unless you have some really pure dirt, really pure air, which is hard to come by these days, it's as we can all see in the sky, yeah. uh, it, and who knows how much you know the sun is actually getting into it because of the dimming or what. You can go as crazy yeah. as you want with it, but yeah. it's uh, it's definitely going to be better to grow shit in your backyard than buy it at the store. But well, I still like the water, like even the water, if you're watering your plants with tap water, are you yeah. do you want to drink that tap water? Then why are you feeding your plants that? But we don't really have a, a choice. It's kind still of. better. So, yeah, it's better, still better than but... processed food for sure. And Joe, I... you, you brought something up though, is that like if you've ever seen a high-end organic farm, and you for instance, things like strawberries or oranges, dude, the fruit is way smaller, but it is oh, yeah. fucking packed with all of the raw nutrients. Like we're so conditioned, especially in the States, to 
bigger is better bigger is more blah 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 so you get that fucking nanner that's the size of a horse dick and you're like oh my god i'm getting so much nutrients out of this and it's like no that little tiny fucking banana that you got on a farm where none of the shit is processed they use no pesticides no miracle grow to make your shit big that thing has way more shit in it for you that's better than that big long banana that you bought at the store that says organic on the side of it because they made it to make you think that like, right. And that's that's the problem with the people that, you know, like, say you have a fat guy that's like, I'm going to go eat salads now and that's going to be great. And he goes to Walmart and buys a head of uh, iceberg lettuce. That is just crunchy water. You're not. I mean, it's probably better than eating a cheeseburger for you, dude. But like, it's not going to you got to find something better, more nutrient dense. Like uh, like you're saying, the things are smaller. Uh, I buy a bag of jalapenos every once in a while to make pickled jalapenos. Some of those motherfuckers are bigger than my dick. Jalapenos shouldn't be that big. When we grew them last year, they were a quarter that size. But you know what? They were way tastier and way spicier than anything I bought right. at the store. It's crazy. The and that's that's like you said, that is with using, you know, whatever kind of, uh, you know, store bought soil. I, my thing is, is that if you can buy soil in a bag that's been sitting on a pallet for God knows how many months and it's still moist chances are there's some shit in that because it's not supposed to dirt doesn't stay like that when it's healthy and can dissolve out of its element like i used to use miracle grow as well for doing the yard flips and yeah you're gonna get grass out of it but that grass is probably not the best grass it's yeah, you don't want to eat made that look that way yeah no <laughs> you know uh after oxygen and silicon aluminum is the third most common element on earth so a lot of these heavy metals they're like really high up there in terms of how how ubiquitous they are in the environment so absolutely you if you're growing food in dirt there's even the best dirt will have considerable amounts of heavy metals and and nowadays all, all, all kinds of other garbage of course so, and plants like plants just uptake what's in the soil you know so like a lot of if your soil is selenium deficient, like I, I was listening to one um, awesome researcher, he's a into, into nutrition. He said that he moved uh, house and then he started developing some health health issues, and he correlated those to a selenium deficiency. So he tested himself, and then he tested his soil, and both were deficient in selenium. So it's the high variability of selenium means you could be getting way too much. If if you eat only local food growing in the same place, you could be getting way too much or way too little. Um, so, you know, that's just one example of... Well, that's a perfect uh, example of what you mentioned earlier, Christian, is the idea that I, I can even say just on what you said, I would never have guessed selenium. Like the ignorance of this field is so vast. People would live like that for years without ever thinking that they were deficient in selenium. The The common knowledge of that is not great. Yeah. And yeah, selenium is yeah. a weird one, too, because it's another one like potassium where you don't need a whole lot of it, but you do need it. And it, <laughs> if it's deficient and you're not getting it, it could cause a whole fucking host of things oh, yeah. to go wrong. Oh, yeah. How do you recommend people detox when I, they have heavy metal, heavy metal, you know, overload in their body? How do you actually get rid of it? I was going to say just you just push the right button. Now, I don't think I'll stop talking for half an hour. <laughs> Perfect. So. <clears throat> Um, actually, I I am just putting putting the finishing touches on a, a whole video course on detoxing and reducing toxic exposure. So we we recorded with uh with Charlie Robinson. We recorded the episode a few days ago, 
So this next, actually next Sunday, a week from when we're recording this, we're going to be launching the program on his podcast, Macroaggressions. Nice. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And Love after Charlie. that, oh yeah, after that, congratulations, course, man. Thank you, buddy. Uh, after that, I'm of course going to share it far and wide with anyone that wants to help me to promote it. Um, but um, in there, I cover a lot of stuff. But anyway, so detoxing. So the, the number one, first number one thing we have to do in terms of reducing is reducing toxic exposure. So you got to turn off the tap. You got to turn the leak off before you can, you know, mop up the floor, as they say. Um, so people have no idea how much toxic burden we're living in. Now, where, where exactly are you? Are you all in California? Yeah, Northern California. Where, Northern, okay, so you're not like in a big ass city, right? Or no, no. I okay. think our city is about a hundred thousand people, which okay. is bigger than I would like, but it's not L.A. or border, kind of in the mountains. We talk about it all the time, yeah. but we're we're like in a sort of a city area, but not we're in not the, kind like of San the, Francisco or anything like that. Where we actually okay. live, though, is kind of in the suburbs. Like it's okay. uh, a small small little well, town. Yeah, it's also north. So where we're at is an interesting location for multiple reasons. We are surrounded by 270 degrees of mountains uh, and large mountain ranges. We actually have the largest mountain on the West Coast, Mount Shasta, which is a mecca for a lot of people that are in the community of going up there for energy and things like that. Um, However, where we're at is interesting in the way of what we're talking about, because to the south of us, which is where we catch our breeze from on the delta coming over the coast, is also all knocked out orchards and farmland Mm. all the way down towards Mm. Sacramento. So a lot of what is going on in the way of pesticides and stuff, it's getting blown right up this direction. And we are south of Redding about nine miles. Not that's not going to make a big difference in in geographical location, but it settles. That's the one thing that we've noticed is that a lot of what comes up from the south in the way of the Delta breeze up through that mountain range, because we're nestled right in that 270 degrees and due south is all of that area. So a lot of that stuff does come floating up here. People have commented in the last 20, 30 years of different airborne stuff that they've seen not directly over us, but they felt the effects from. So I I wanted to add that in there. Damn, bro. Yeah, listen, like where we live here. So uh, we were living in a city with about 50,000 people. And now we're three, four miles away from it in a village, village, quote unquote, uh, with about 2000 people. But still that that is a fairly big city that I'd love to be further out. But um, there were also, there's a lot of golf courses here in the south of Portugal where we live. You know, it's kind of a tourist destination, which I hate. I'm like, these golf courses, fuck the wastewater and all that stuff. So we got one that you could see out the window. They were like doing some work and um, had a plumber come in uh, a few weeks ago and he told me, oh, they stopped. He looked out the window and said, oh, they stopped building the golf course. I'm like, is that what that was, dude? Thank God they stopped. Yeah, he said because there's been no almost no rain the last few years here, so they completely stopped this golf course. I'm like, thank God because now that I know it's a golf course, if they start building that shit again, I'm gonna like you know do some saboteur shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, just kidding. Wait, who's AI. the guy that does our or uh, the organized stuff? He he could be the next saboteur of going out and planting some of those. <laughs> oh, Mitch, bronze- the orgone donor. Mitch, the orgone donor, he sent us like care packages of uh, the nice. bronze rods and orgone. And he's like, go set them up next to your uh, your local uh, like Verizon tower. Whoa. Yeah, but if you're sabotaging a... a, a Whoa, your mic's course. off. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. No, if you're, uh, you're talking about sabotaging a golf course, right? Just go take dumps all over it. Just turn <laughs> it into a toilet. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go and like lo do loitering and like like uh, 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 like bring my kids' little keyboard, play music there, like busking with like horrendous <laughs> music, like you know what I mean. I will, I will ruin their business. They're, they're like they were like in the news, in the newspaper, like there's a naked guy there swinging his dick around. Like don't go to that, don't go to that golf course. Boner. That, <laughs> so um yeah, so definitely like uh. It, there's not much we can do about the air where where we live. Uh, you know, we can move further out, and I highly highly encourage people that live in a big city listening to this. If you were considering it, if you're on the edge, um, look into air air pollution. You know, like for example, for the research for this course I was talking about, it, I found out that diesel exhaust particles are one of the most um, deleterious things, and a lot of a lot of these airborne toxins, you know, particulate matter, uh, combustion byproducts, poly arom polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which is like barbecues, gas stoves, fires. I love burning. barbecue smell. I know. I know. I, I, I've I started barbecuing less since I've, you know, decided to, you know, reduce toxic exposure more. Dude, you're just ruining my day now. Come on. I'm so about we're going to do barbecue. that in like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing, uh, these, uh, for example, stuff out of fire, we, w what it seems is that the body is quite good at detoxifying that. I, I'm guessing because we've been around fires for aeons, you know, so the body is good at detoxifying those. You mean kind it's, of like in, a, in an evolutionary form where we've well, been doing that for so long? Well, I mean, I, 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 I honestly don't believe in evolution. I don't either. Let's, let's just say adaptation. So, for example... Gotcha. If you, just a very simple example, if you drink a lot of alcohol, there's an enzyme, there's a couple of enzymes that get, you make more of those. So aldehyde dehydrogenase, I think it was called, and alcohol dehydrogenase. So ALDH uh, is one of those, is the gene. And you will get more expression of that gene, you get more enzymes built. For example, if you eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables, they cause your some of your detoxification to be more exact phase two detoxification enzymes to be expressed so certain things dietary epigenetic things we do uh, cause us to express more of those detoxification enzymes so if you're around fire a lot you'll get better if you drink a lot you get better at detoxifying alcohol if you drink coffee you get more tolerant to coffee if you're on fire a lot you're you're yeah, I'm on I'm down to one quart of coffee a day so you know I'm I'm, I'm one doing quart right. wow that's low Hello. Whoa, I, know, I, I, oh, I feel like I way said, better about myself. Holy shit. Like I said, I'm down to that. So you know, <laughs> good been, job, I guess. I've been you went from uh, six liters to a quart. <laughs> so that's good. We're down to about a quart of alcohol a day, too. Uh on a good day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, no, that's yeah. I like the adaptation thing, uh, because that, that makes more sense to me than evolution, whatever. Cause uh, adaptation is pretty easy to see in practice. I mean, take somebody who works out a lot, they start lifting hundred pounds a day, yeah. that gets easy. Now they can do 150 and your body adapts to it. And we, we adapt to all kinds of things, not just nutrition, but every you know, oh yeah. Well, it's cultural that's why, social shit. We all adapt to everything. So that's why I tell a lot of people that are at the shop, because a lot of the a lot of the guys at my shop, we we work in sometimes up to 140 degree conditions inside the shop from Whoa. big ovens. And we're all sweating all the time. And a lot of these guys go home and drink beer sometimes on the way home. So I'm constantly telling them, I'm like, 
you guys have to understand that sweating is good. It's disgusting. But when you can go like this on your arm and get a row of yellow salt crystals lining up on your hand, I said, that's good. The you problem is, shit. I said, the problem is, is the back end part of that. You have to replace it. It's like changing the oil every day in your body. <clears throat> Make sure that you're getting at least some kind of electrolyte and you're dumping water into your system because the next day you need to do that again, especially if you're drinking. So well, like, it's not just water either. You got to replace all the electrolytes. That's what I, just I, said, yeah. I found. Yeah, it's not I, like I used to drink like a gallon of water a day with no electrolytes. And that's also not good because you're just washing all you that can actually shit hurt out. yourself doing yeah. that. There was they did, they did a study of that in the late 90s of of marathon runners that were doing those Ironman triathlons, which is ridiculous because your body starts shutting down by the end of it. But they that's were saying a sign that, you shouldn't do that. That's a sign you shouldn't do that. That's that's going too far with it in the other direction. But they were saying for marathon runners, I think it's what, 26.7 miles or whatever. They would have those little stations with the little paper cups. They drink them and they keep running. And what they were doing was only having water stations. They did a side-by-side -side study of people that every other station, they had a little tiny paper cup of Gatorade. This was also back in the 90s when Gatorade didn't have a lot of the shit that it has in it now. So the runners that were doing the other station, they ran faster, more of them finished, and they had less problems at the end of it because everybody was always pushing pump out the water and the guys that were only drinking the water were actually starting to become deficient by the end of the race. It's it's really important. And more explosive diarrhea too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Dude, that is wild that the the runners will shit themselves while they're running and then keep running. If yeah. I shit myself, the day's over. I'm going home, showering, and restarting. Like <laughs> in public too. Like take two. Oh, I'm done. Done today. Going home. <laughs> like sorry, I shit myself. Uh, so to go back to like detoxing and stuff, how do you recommend somebody who's on? a gang of pharmaceuticals starts that because this is by oh, we got a disclaimer this this is by no means medical advice because we aren't doctors if you hadn't figured that yeah. out but you, how would you recommend somebody that's on like 20 medications start with that because everybody's going to be different but i know yeah. you have some ideas I, on that i was just gonna say first thing go talk to your doctor you know yeah. so disclaimer. Like, say to your doctor yeah. say to your doctor you know hey you know these 20 medications i'm on can we like cut it down to like 10 or 5 do I, are you sure we need all of those do you even remember what these are for right I <laughs> let me know, look bro. at your chart <laughs> your chart says I need more money chart yeah. says you're <laughs> fucked up <laughs> and your shit's bro, all retarded yeah bro, I don't I I don't know like I, what I know is that there's a lab I work with in the USA um, they do these pretty advanced lab tests they do these really cool uh you you get the sample uh collection kit shipped to your door and you do oh. collect a, you know a little bit of urine in the morning first urine you ship that off to the lab maybe you do a blood spot a few blood spots on a card and dude with this just with this 10 20 milliliters of urine we can test for mycotoxin exposure we can test for 178 different uh chemicals right we can test for glyphosate exposure we can test your water for glyphosate if you send a sample of water in um and then the best one <clears throat> my favorite one is we can test whether you your antioxidants are deficient whether um you have uh, candida uh, uh bacterial dysbiosis in the intestines you, if your b vitamins are deficient um neurotransmitter uh, uh levels 
energy production, mitochondrial function, and a, a number of other interesting things, right? So with, with just that test alone, when you take a person, and a lot of this lab is doing a lot of workshops for doctors. I, I actually I've been to a work. They even did a workshop in Spain. I was there like four years ago, four or five years ago, and they've done a lot to educate doctors about the value of this test. So there, there's a lot of good companies out there. There's companies doing like uh, gut pathogen screening tests. So more and more doctors are doing these uh, comprehensive microbial uh, analysis of the microbiota. You know, and dude, if you just do those two tests, maybe a food sensitivity panel. You can see immediately what's causing inflammation in a person uh, if they've got bacterial uh, dysbiosis, gut problems, and uh, a few other things that, like I, I mentioned, that the organic acids test tests for. Like even even doc conventional doctors are learning these things. And if you can, okay, yes, the, if you let's say someone has bacterial stuff going on, a doctor might use an antibiotic, right? And maybe smarter doctors, if they do use an antibiotic, they will use um an antifungal, because when you use an antibiotic, you knock down the bacteria, and now the candida in the yeast, they're like, it's like uh, you, you, you kick a, a bunch of bullies off the playground, but half of them are left, and then those, those other ones would dominate the playground. So you want to kick all the bullies off the playground, as, as, as it were. So, you know, uh, a more naturopathic doctor or a health consultant, they might use herbs to, to achieve the same goal. It will be gentler and whatever. But, you know, sometimes antibiotics do have their place. Um, so you could you could teach a doctor how to run these lab tests, these functional lab tests in a weekend if, if they already have the physiolo physiology and all the other background. Um, in fact, this what I'm certified in, functional, cert, uh, functional diagnostic nutrition, we... The course itself is like, you know, this entire thing where you learn a bunch of stuff. But we have a, a, a for doctors only module, which is part of the course, that where they just learn about running the lab tests. So doctors are actually using this fucking course that, I, I you know, awesome. the methodology that I've been using for the last four, four, five, four years, um, doctors are getting into that now. So there is slow, change is slow. Obviously, for we know that political interests uh, are going to hurt any of these movements as much as they can and impede them and so on and so forth. But um, my point there was, just to answer your question, is if you've got someone with a lot of dysfunction, which is usually why they're on uh, medications, someone with a lot of quote-unquote diseases, conditions, if you run a few of these lab tests, you will you will immediately have evidence of what's wrong in their metabolism. Again, Big ones, bacterial, dysbiosis, uh, nutrient deficiencies, uh, depleted antioxidants, and a, a bunch of other things, mitochondrial dysfunction. And a lot of these things, their genesis lies in toxic, toxic exposure, which comes from food, air, water, personal care products, and, and, and stuff like that. Um, inflammation, gut dysbiosis, again, comes from those things. Sometimes it's an overt uh pathogenic organism infection something like that but once you have the data you know you have enough usually when people see the data black on white it's like okay well, here is the problem the solution you want the solution are you ready for the solution it's like yes 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 just tell me what to do okay well take a bunch of supplements and and when i say a bunch of supplements i mean specific target supplementation to to bolster it's not like just about pumping people full of supplements it's not always a central. focused 
not exactly not not this garbage like in these pharmacies and whatever you like we're talking about just but but like all the stuff most of the stuff i use it's i focus on minerals with people so my my favorite things are you know zinc selenium uh good forms so selenomethionine you know zinc methionine uh, and you can get uh, a lot of that from like the fulvic minerals right if you you're taking a couple tablespoons of fulvic minerals you can get a lot yeah. of that stuff in there yeah, a lot of guys are taking these fulvic fulvic minerals. That is, that is just a, a very broad spectrum of stuff. Kelp is another one. So kelp people normally take small little tablets of kelp to get a, a tiny little bit of iodine every day. But there's a ton of different other stuff in in kelp, you know. But my, my favorite things are so uh, uh, these minerals. So, so, for for some people, a B vitamin complex, a, a good one, I'd recommend. And all most most of the stuff you can get it on iHerb.com. It's very cheap still. Um, but I I emphasize things like eating enough protein, uh, eating liver. Dude, I, we eat like liver two three times a week. Like this is nature's okay, multivitamin. So I, I gotta stop you there because liver's fucking nasty. And is there any way to get the benefits of liver without eating liver? Are there liver tablets or like liver yeah. uh, capsules? There is desiccated organs which are awesome but i have to bro i have to say like the liver i i get is chicken liver and it's sweet like if you taste it it's sweet because there's glycogen you know there's glucose in how, in, how do you a, cook it do you grill it do you like marinate it like how, i don't even know sometimes Inside. i even sometimes i even eat it raw bro well actually so i used to think that was fucking nasty but the more that i've looked into this kind of stuff it seems like that might actually be better and uh it's it goes back to the uh the living you know part of whatever you're eating whether it's plants or animals or whatever when you're cooking it you're literally cooking the fucking life out of it so when you're cooking vegetables everybody knows if you cook vegetables too long it kind of just cooks all the good shit out so you're just eating crunchy water so it makes sense and as nasty as that sounds to people and as much as i don't want to eat raw meat well, medium rare is fine, but eating raw liver, I would probably just, I would lose all the nutrients because I'd probably barf it up. But how, so do you eat it raw with like sprinkle some salt on it, like a tomato no. or what? So I, I did carnivore for a while. That's how I got parasites. So I, I kind of stopped after that. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that's what got me on the journey of, of learning about all these lab tests and pa- parasite cleanses and gallbladder liver flushes. But uh, so the way we do liver, it's it's actually very, very... um. Very simple on on a like a flat white pan, very very low heat. Just kind of gently cook it for whatever 10, 15, 20 minutes. Very gently cook it. Sprinkle a bit of salt on it. My daughter loves it, bro. My wife chokes it down. She knows yeah. it's good for her. But and my dog always gets a little piece. Of course, you gotta take care of the pets. She loves that stuff. Um, yeah, bro. But listen, there's there's if you. If you want, I can find you a company that do desiccated organs. Uh, I know at least one or two. I just have to jog my memory what they are. I can, I can, I can send you some companies that um, they do not just liver. They do like heart, spleen, thymus, uh, which is really, really good, bro. There's just nutrients. There's just nutrients in there that are very much harder to come by in, let's say, muscle meat. So muscle meat is very good. Uh, in terms of nutrient profile, this is what this is what our people a lot of people don't realize is muscle meat. You know, muscle has a lot of mitochondria because it has to move. So the mitochondria have a ton of B vitamins, CoQ10, 
uh, coenzyme Q10, you know, iron, zinc, copper, everything that's required to make energy in in the cell. So, but what, one thing that's actually not very high is uh, B, vitamin B2. So, re- liver would be a good good source of that. And what I've noticed when I run that organic acids test on on folks that are vegetarians or vegans, invariably or do, don't eat a lot of meat, invariably B2 is low on those people and just having the problem with having just it's, it's like oh, okay it's just one nutrient jesus christ one nutrient being low for example the b vitamins they they use each other to recycle each other and stuff like that so if one is low or deficient it can lead to a chain reaction where others can become deficient and it's the same story with like if, if you don't need enough protein if you don't get enough protein in the diet that's a huge thing i think a lot of problems that people have nowadays, health-wise, stem or are greatly exacerbated uh, by not eating enough protein. And, you know, we can get deeper if you want, or we can discuss other things, of course. No, well, I wanted to ask really quick. I just wanted to know, so the test that you're talking about, thank you, where people can send in some of their urine or blood, where do they do that? How much does it cost? Can you bypass doctors altogether? Can can we just send it directly to you? Like, how does that work? Because I'm That's super exactly interested. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you if you guys are interested in running these lab tests for yourselves, you know, we can we can discuss. I can I can I can order them for you, um, and I can give you, of course, as much time as you need to interpret the test, the factor in. I offer this to all friends and and family, and I consider you friends. So nice. you can. You can you just pay for the lab and the shipping. The rest I can help you out with that. Um, but yeah, so with my clients, yeah, so like uh, there's a lot of um, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners in the states, like myself. I think there's thousands of us there now. So the, these guys, uh, you know, uh, we we work with some labs directly. We, so, some of the some of the like a, a poop test in the states, we got to order through a doctor. We work with 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 a, our uh, association works with some doctors but like s- s- some things we order direct like hormone testing hair testing uh, a lot of these tests that i already covered urine testing mycotoxins chemical the, we we i just order it i have we have accounts with the labs um and here in the i, I started working with um a lab in europe so we started running these very awesome genetic testing panels uh i I just started running them on my clients like hotcakes because it, they, they got good panels. They don't like do extra research with your stuff. They only test for the genes that you, uh, the panel that you bought and they, they destroy the sample after three months. So like the complete opposite of what companies like 23andMe are doing. And with genetic, so the, the way I always frame it to people is because they're always like, there's so many tests, which to run? I, I have a limited budget and most people have limited budgets. So I say, if you're in a good state now, just run a genetic panel and figure out what your vulnerabilities are. There's a few genes, especially that I love knowing, because, for example, I, I started work, working with someone recently that said um, that they, they tend for like the depression and whatever else uh, or feeling sad rather. And when I they told me about their family history on the mother's side, on the father's side, I immediately said, I bet you you have this particular genetic polymorphism. Let's run a genetic panel. And I'm usually, when I suspect somebody has something like a specific bacteria like H. pylori or a lot of chemical toxicity or whatever, whenever we do run the test, if they do want to run the test, more often than not, I'm right, right? So these genetic panels are helpful for 
if you're healthy, figuring out how to optimize things for the long term. But if you have an acute issue, normally we do something gut testing, you know, uh, this organic acids test. Uh, the the cost is three hundred and thirty dollars normally um, for for the test. Obviously, consultations etc. is extra. I have some packages on my website, but again, like for you guys, nice. if you want to run any of these, we talk after, and don't you worry about it. Yeah, definitely send me all the uh, links to all that info because I know people are going to want that and they, they don't like to <clears throat> use search bars. They want the links in the notes. What's so, your yeah, website? Oh, it's just my name, christianjordanov.com. Okay, nice. cool. It's At the moment, I don't know when this will go out. At the moment, it's like under major construction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got a ton of crap, but uh, in the next week, I have, you know, it will be in slightly better shape. Oh, that's when perfect. Just, when, this when you're planning on launching? Yeah, the course when you when for the course, I just want to have a little bit it look a, a bit more professional. But um, you know what? One thing I've realized over the over the last three years after I published my book and courses and everything, it's you you just put you put an MVP out without being like a little um perfectionist little bitch and just <laughs> go with it. Like nobody, like nobody. It's it's like that. There's a, a great um. Uh, guy that writes, he, he wrote The War of Art, uh, Stephen Pressfield. He wrote another book called Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit. What a great title for a book, right? So it's like <laughs> I've, I've stopped, I've stopped caring about like what people think. So just like I, I sometimes like I put like a, a an episode I just recorded at six in the morning because I couldn't sleep. I woke up at two in the morning. So six in the morning, I, I decided to record an episode. I'm like, ah, you know, people will get value out of this. So anyway, it's it's like. I'm just trying to do away with perfectionism so I can get something out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love what you're talking about with, uh, you know, starting a, you know, if you're on 20 medications, wherever you want to start a detox, every this, all this stuff seems so overwhelming to everybody because it's like, wait, I'm on five medications and I can't, because if I don't take that, then this happens or whatever. Or even if you're not on medications and you just know you should clean up your diet, that seems daunting to everybody. It's like, okay, I can just start doing something. If you go to McDonald's every morning, stop doing that. You can make that shit way better at your house. Just do that. Start there. Start small. If you if the supplement thing seems overwhelming, which it did to us when we first started, you know, doing the smoothies every day, we just kind of figured it out as we went along. Not that we haven't figured it out, but like just kind of like started experimenting with different things and just yeah. start start one thing. You don't have to go balls of the wall because that probably will not work. It's like New Year's resolutions. If you try to do that, it's probably not going to work. Like, oh, this date, I'm going to stop smoking or whatever. And it never works. Too, with the smoothies, we have certain things like zinc, magnesium, B vitamins, turmeric, milk thistle. C and D. So yeah, vitamin C, but D you can get outside. So I, During the there summer, are, yeah. yeah, there are certain things that I'm like, it's okay if we don't necessarily have this thing, but I want to make sure I have zinc and magnesium actually are my two that are my favorite things. Those are literally the first two I recommend to most people, zinc and then magnesium. That's a, that Are order. you familiar with uh, Clive DeCaro? It, it does ring a bell, but I, I, I can't say so. He's a big, I, I think his main jam is he just sells sup, like high quality supplements. And uh, we had him on for a talk of, uh, probably a year ago, but that's his main thing. He's like, if you want to start with any of this, start with magnesium, magnesium. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just like you, he recommended certain types of magnesium. Yeah. Don't get magnesium oxide or right. anything with this that. This is my in favorite it. one. Good. Okay. Glycinate. I think we got that one. Doctor's so, best. Is it a... Uh, 
So what, like what called, kind of magnesium do you recommend? Because I know all the oxides are not good. Yeah. So this is this one I, I is my favorite one at the moment. So it's called uh, Doctor's Best High Absorption Magnesium. It's magnesium lysinate glycinate. So uh, what you want generally with magnesium is a chelated one. So chelated means it's bound to an amino acid. In this case, it's with lysine and, and um, uh, glycine. But um, uh, magnesium citrate is a good one, especially for people that tend for tend to have a little bit of uh, uh, gut sluggishness. It can help with, uh, you know, uh, uh, intestinal transit. So those are good. Basically, again, you just want to look for when it comes to minerals, you want to look for chelated. So, for example, I just have a few bits and pieces here. So this is my favorite zinc. It's 50 milligrams zinc balance by Jaro. And it's 50 milligrams of zinc L-methionine. Methionine is a, an amino acid, sulfate, with one milligram of copper. So that's the, the one of the best ratios of zinc and copper that you want to take it with. And then selenium, because I have a lot of mercury, I have mercury fillings. This direct selenium, this is selenomethionine, yeah, which is, again, methionine amino acid. So um, selenium can directly bind mercury. So some forms of mercury. It's also used in a specific enzyme called glutathione peroxidase and a bunch of other things in the, obviously it's used for the thyroid gland. Uh, no, sorry, not for the thyroid gland per se, but it's used for to uh, for, for the, the thyroid hormones, certain metabolic steps in there. So, you know, a lot of, listen to this one. This one really grinds my gears. Like how many people in the States or all, all over the world are like hypothyroid, I'm hypothyroid. And like doctors look at one marker, sometimes two markers. And now sometimes like, you know, TSH, maybe T4 and maybe T3. But like, okay. And then we, we're sticking people on like uh, thyroid fucking hormone. It's like, okay, have you thought about Tyrosine, the amino acid that's used in thyroid hormone, tyrosine, selenium, iodine, you know, like, like just try giving the cofactors and the, 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 the substrates and the building blocks for that specific thing before we start like bioidentical hormone, you know, before we start taking things out of people, like go blood, like guys, this one. This one I, I have to mention because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, do you know that in the States, about 300,000 people's gallbladders are removed every year, right? That almost because, happened to me. A doctor oh, tried to sell me on it. I'm like, I didn't have any problems at all. And she pressed on me a little right here. She said, oh, does this hurt? Yeah. And I said, yeah, it kind of does. And she said, okay, let's schedule you for a gallbladder removal. It's a laparoscopic oh, surgery. Yeah. We just go in and we scoop it out and it's outpatient. And you'll be out the same day. And I was like, well... Just from pressing on me, no tests were run at all. It's like when I jam my elbow into your, into your uh, yeah. uh, abdomen, does that hurt? You know? And I had no, I have no health problems. I don't have any weight issues. Like she was just going to scoop my gallbladder out for no reason. And I was like, nah, I think I'll get a second opinion. Thank you. But anyway, keep going. Criminal. I just wanted to say, I know that exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So uh, w once we're done talking, I'm going to give you my, my a coupon for my course. So you can, all of you guys can sign up for free. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I have a two-hour module in there, all about the, the what is known as the liver, gallbladder cleanse or flush. So basically, just to kind of to to make a 
a very long story short, that's why it's a two-hour module. There's a, quite a lot of intricacies involved in preparing and doing this flush, but it's not complex. And, you know, people people listening, you can always, like, Google it right now. Uh, there's a couple of books by Andreas Moritz, whose methodology I teach in, in the course. Um, but uh, so basically, the liver gallbladder flush, first of all, we all, I, I bet most people have stones, not just in their gallbladder, but very much more likely that in the liver. And there, there's some intricacies why that happens. But basically, you have these stones. And okay, just uh, just to quickly say why you have these stones. So your bile is created by the some liver cells, right? Every day we like create like 600 to 1,000 milliliters of bile. And that bile, some of it gets, uh, it's constantly getting pushed out of the cells. Some of it goes into the gallbladder. Um, and then when you eat food, it, it the bile is like, it emulsifies fats, helps with digestion. It's an antimicrobial and so on. So very much needed for normal digestion and metabolism. Now, also when you bind toxins in the liver, some of these in what is known as phase two detoxification get conjugated with this master antioxidant called glutathione. And then they get excreted into the bile. The intent there is when, when it's in the bile, uh, that bile, you know, when it gets dumped into the small intestine, eventually to make it to the feces and get pooped out. Now, the body is also very much into conserving and reusing, reutilizing and recycling resources. So unfortunately, this is when you're well, of all these toxins circulating, so they're getting into the bile um, at the kind of a, more the end of the small intestine. We have what is called uh, basically, it's called uh, bio-reabsorption through enterohepatic circulation. So the up to 95% of the bile gets recirculated through this gut-to-liver circulation, enterohepatic circulation. Problem here is mercury, for example, more than 70% of mercury gets reabsorbed through this method where, you know, we're conserving bile. So that's that's the reason why mercury has a very long half-life in most animals, especially, you know, like fish. It's like two years. Humans, God knows what it is. I've forgotten. It's months. So the liver gallbladder flush, It's you do it over six days. First five days are very simple. You just soften the stones with malic acid, which you can buy as a supplement, or you can get it just through drinking apple juice. On the sixth day, you drink Epsom salts twice. You eat very little. You eat like one breakfast and a, and a small lunch, no protein, no fat. You know, you try to keep crap food out of the diet to, for, for the entire cleanse for obvious reasons. And then the Epsom salts, what they do is they dilate your bile ducts and they also cause you to expel everything, clear the way. And then at before bed, about 10 o'clock, you just take half a cup of olive oil and then you, you mix that with three quarters of freshly pressed grapefruit juice or orange and lemon shake that up you down that and then you immediately get into bed and you lie down completely still and i i've i've, I've done it enough times where sometimes you actually feel the stuff coming out of your so you, oh. what happens is you got a, a huge now you, you've eaten no fat all day and you've got a huge amount of relatively speaking of fat which is from the half a cup of olive oil now the liver and the gallbladder are like, okay, that is a huge amount of fat coming. Dump all the bile out. So now you have everything comes out. And guys, I kid you not, you can type into the Google 
Type in Goldstone, Liverstone, you will see the pictures. It, it's disgusting. I've seen that in my toilet. My wife even had the balls to retrieve some stones. Some of them are as big as, I guess, a thumbnail, if you can uh, imagine. Wait, is it like, peed out or pooped out? I'm sorry, I don't want to be Yeah, graphic, I was going to say, is that a weird I'm just picture? curious, like, does it hurt? No, no, no. No, it doesn't hurt. Okay. You, you, you do, the, the day of and the day after, There, there is quite a few trips to the toilet, but there's nothing, there's no pain involved. I do that so anyway. Okay. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing um, you just have to plan, you know, you do it on, let's say, if you work uh, Monday to Friday, you plan it, you you prepare Monday to Friday, then Saturday evening you do the rest. And, you know, because you're eating very little food on the Saturday let's or the sixth day, you don't want to be like doing heavy work or heavy intellectual labor and stuff like that. So, but again, it's uh, it, all of that. Once you see the stones in the toilet, the proof will be in the pudding that you, you just did something amazing for yourself because here's the thing these stones they they they're so another thing that so just very briefly red blood cells they live for about 120 days and they they kind of you know they have a life cycle so you have this thing called bilirubin and you can just it's like a basic lab test you can get with your doctor or whatever um so bilirubin is kind of like a uh this byproduct of, of this red blood cell sort of metabolism or life cycle and that's another thing that gets dumped into the bio with the intent to to, to push to, to push it out into the body so it goes into the liver and then there's toxins and all these toxins that are through the bio so they like for me personally I, I believe it's almost a defense mechanism where the, the body's like let's have this stone uh, it's like the way we sequester fats in uh, we sequester toxins in fat cells so just sequester it away out of the body's way the problem is they get bigger and bigger because you have bile coming down these smaller ducts uh, so it's like a snowball effect these stones get bigger and bigger and now what they do is they obstruct bile flow and what happens is you you know you you need the bile to digest food so people that have like a uh, hard trouble process uh, you know processing fatty meals or digesting foods um, you know I I believe a lot of these people is because of these stones obstructing the bioflow. So you 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 need to do more than one procedure. Most people I recommend start with three, see how you feel. Five, six. If you've had a lot of health issues, if you here's the biggest risk factor for gallstones, uh, being a woman, elevated estrogen levels. So uh, being sexist. pregnant. I know it's <laughs> terrible, but it's okay. I identify as a woman. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you're fine then. You're stunning and brave. Thank you. Thank you. Get on your knees and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I retract myself from being a man. You are all powerful. Uh, before I forget and to throw <laughs> it out Pride there, month, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to throw it out there to the listeners because it got brought up earlier. I retrieved my notes from when we had Clive on, and I have, uh, if you want, his uh, website that Joe was talking yeah. about. He's the vitamin expert from uh, the UK. It's yeah. just secrethealthclub.com. Okay, I like. I just yeah. looked it up. I just looked it up to make sure, and he's got the testimonials and and how they work on that website. I definitely awesome. have heard of this dude. Yeah, dude, check him out. Have a talk with him sometime. Like he, oh, yeah. you guys would. Get I would along love to have great. you guys both on. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, awesome. I might have to schedule you awesome. back on with him. Well, dude, tell everybody where they can find all your stuff. It's christianjordanoff.com. Is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, it's all there. I have a couple of podcasts, children's health podcasts, Connecting Minds, where hopefully you guys will come on as well soon yeah. when you can. Yeah. Um, and a ton of other, you know, also people that, you know, we tackle a ton of 
topics, including conspiracies, all that good stuff, philosophy, psychedelics, health, of course. And it's all it's all, all the links are um uh on my website. Nice. Perfect. Well, Thanks appreciate so much, you doing Thank this. You. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on. And uh, yeah, That's we'll great. definitely come on your show whenever you want. Just schedule or shoot me an email, and uh, we'll we'll get it for figured sure. out for sure. All right. Bro. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so oh, Thank I you. wanted to mention before we get out of here, I'm putting I, I'm kind of switching it up a little bit. I'm putting the video for our shows on Rockfin early and then it'll go on youtube and i i was trying to figure out a way to like thank the rockfin subscribers i think that's a good way i put out the video early there then it comes out for free on youtube as always all of our shows are free if you want to listen on audio but if you want the full experience and see our fucking heads go watch the video come join telegram too. yeah telegram t.me slash legit bat pod there's always people talking shit in there it's great and it's free all and right. we're gonna teach you how to grill paper plates oh that's <laughs> a story for another day oh my god all right have a good night